when I go out sometimes I'm just looking for answers I know I ain't gonna find I just feel like I'm drowning In this whole crazy scene I don't want my freedom Just to run now and then let an old racehorse run Let him open his stride Feel the wind in his mane again See the pride in his eyes Let him bring back old memories Of the races he's won There's a freedom Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, our host Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. All right, that's Del McCory. I always thought that Del McCory had played with J.D. Crow, but I'm not seeing this. Um, so... I don't know. I guess I was wrong. You know, he's, he's a very prominent, popular bluegrass musician. And, uh, yeah, he has this bluegrass festival in Cumberland, Maryland called the Dell Fest. And here's who they get to come to it. Steve Martin with the Steep Canyon Rangers. Leftover Salmon, whom I have seen. The infamous String Dusters, Bela Fleck, Sam Bush. They've had Peter Rowan, David Grisman, Jesse McReynolds, Avett Brothers, Old Crow Medicine Show. Good Lord. He's, you know, he's, I just had, I thought he had always been with J.D. Crow, but I was wrong. He was with Bill Monroe, not J.D. Crow. So I'm confusing him with Tony Rice. So is he still alive, this fellow? Yeah, Del McCoury, he's, uh, he's a big time. He's a guy that's probably actually made money off playing bluegrass. A lot of people don't. You know, it's it's more of a hobby, really, for a lot of people. And uh, his songs have been covered by the String Cheese Incident. That's a group that actually my brother had some involvement with. Okay. Let's go to, you met my brother, haven't you? Many times. I won't go there. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the psalm. Psalm 67. God be merciful unto us and bless us and Cause his face to shine upon us. Selah, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. 
Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee, not some, all. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Okay, let me ask you. So that's Psalm number 67, verse 4. Govern the nations upon earth? Well, I don't see that happening these days. And we're going to kind of get into that sort of thing. Uh, Psalm five or Psalm sixty-seven, verse five: Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. Well, quite frankly, when I listen to that, I say that's a nice thought, but I don't see it occurring now. Regardless of whoever listens to this show, wherever they are, and you can listen to it pretty much anywhere if you have a internet connection, we still are a very local group here. We live in Lexington, Kentucky. We do this show on Main Street from our office in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Therefore, we live in us. Well, actually, the thing that we live in is a combination of a city and a county. It's called Lexington Fayette Urban County Government. It has a government that is a city and county government combined. And it also has a school system that is not the Lexington Fayette Urban County Government School System. It's the Fayette County Schools. So that part of our governmental structure, you know, never changed. So you really have two big consumers of taxes and spenders of money inside of this geographical subdivision that we call the Lexington-Fayette Urban County Government. You have the Lexington-Fayette Urban County Government itself, and you have the Fayette County School System, or as Missy has called it, the Fayette County School. I did. Okay, you did call it that one time, which I thought was quaint. Sounding. And he's got a memory like an elephant. So I know you it said could have been once. ten years ago, Missy. You said but, you know Fayette County School. Okay. Well, what what is the? Which one are we talking about? All right. The, the let me get to the point. The point is, these are large consumers of tax revenues. I wrote a very large. That didn't upset you that I made that point, did it? No. Okay. She's been around long enough. Her skin is much thicker. Let's just say this. These are large consumers of tax revenues. Where's the money going? This is just a symbol of this. I went to a place this morning, a place of business. 
Um, they are in the business of landscaping type supplies and things. And I'm getting a thing that I'm paying what I would consider three prices for it because stuff's more expensive today than what it is, but it's well-made. It's a thing that you use to do weeding. Some people call it a stirrup hoe. And I noticed, you know, a couple of Lexington Fayette Urban County government dump trucks there. And, and so I'm talking to this person. I said, uh, what's going on with the city here? Oh, they're buying a bunch of mulch, 90 yards of it. I said, really? Uh, they they give mulch away out here on Frankfurt Drive or Frank Old Frankfurt Pike. Well, they're doing this because they have the money in the budget for it, and so it's going to Woodland Park. So on one hand, the city is giving away mulch because they chip up the uh, when when people you know, leave a Christmas tree or something. They take it and chip it up. And then they turn around and they go spend money. We know a guy who has looked very closely at the operation of the Lexington Fayette Urban County government, very closely at the financials, who maintains that you could easily reduce the budget by a third by just getting rid of duplicative processes and absolute waste. But there are zero incentives to do that. And then when you look at who's running the place, there's absolutely no feel for the bottom line or what it really takes to run a business because let's face it there are elements of government that are a business you take in revenues and you spend money i don't see in this town yet any hope on the horizon so i am discouraged that's putting it mildly the other thing I see is what they call the homeless problem is actually, in my opinion, a business. It's the business of homelessness. There are lots of players. And there's actually people that are getting paid for it to be the way it is. Um the system has become bent and shaped to lots of things that are involved in responding to homelessness. And there are now incentives to do things to maintain hopelessness at the level to feign to act as if one is appalled at what's going on at homelessness, to cry about how it needs to be helped, but to keep the problem 
the same because there are financial incentives in it. So now that I've taken up 12 and a half minutes, Missy, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be. No, there's, the there's lots to, there is, there's so many directions you can go with this and to, to kind of flesh out your remarks. Um, cause they're not just anecdotal. Um, you know, uh, I also have talked to a former city auditor, and it's just interesting because I remember him saying that, you know, audits have this immediate negative connotation when you say the auditor, the auditor, like they're in there to they find hate him. Well, that, that they were that they're there to find something wrong to penalize, punish, you know, people who are trying to do their a job. Good auditor always gets fired. Well, it, it, but it was interesting as he was explaining it. He said, you know, that audit auditing is inherently good because the goal is to streamline processes and in that you know pointing out ways to save money saves taxpayers money but what the system that's currently in place is almost you are incented to spend as much as you can so that you get your budget increased for the next year yeah well really if you really get your, and I think there probably is no better. You you brought up the homeless one, and gosh, I know that no one is going to do this, but you can actually go in on the city's website and see the audit reports for the different entities, and it actually one of the ones that we've talked about before that I hope we'll have a little bit time to talk about in the second half is the school system and the. So that's a different set of books and a different set of revenues. That's not the same as the city. It's not the same, but you can go on the Fayette County Public School System and you can see their audits, which I I pulled up. Um, I looked at, you know, there's an audit committee and I I read all their their minutes from the last, in 2023, and it was real interesting because, you know, there is... uh, you know the the, the recent uh, Ballyhoo is too much spending on credit cards, and kind of uh, that was with the school system. This is the school system. I mean, I've I've got the I've got the minute I've got the minutes from April seventeenth right in front of me. But there's this rampant uh, kind of unchecked use of credit cards, um, in particular with vendors that have PO numbers. So they should be you know charging it so that it goes through the prop you know the proper uh, channels and the protocol so that you know it's you know lined up and this is what this is what we budgeted this is what was spent this is who okay whatever. Um, but the Fayette County the Fayette County Public School um, also was independently audited. Uh, June 2021 to June 2022. Are you saying this is not going on with the city, though? No, I'm saying the city has audit reports and the Fayette County Public School has audit reports. Right. And I think that those are fascinating because what I want to see is an explanation for the spending that we are currently seeing right now at the Fayette County for Fayette County Public Schools. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to talk about. Let's go back to the city for a second. Okay. Let's. Let's do that. We're going to talk about the schools in the second half because that's a different animal altogether. I'm not really worried about somebody spending too much on a credit card. What I am concerned about is the structural problems where you have to run money out of a budget. Everybody could be doing it exactly by the book, but it's the way the thing is structured that's not designed to cut cost, right. it's designed to spend money, it, and it's not about some guy uh, 
going to a restaurant and blowing a thousand dollars on a credit card. It's about millions of dollars that go to do this and that, that a lot of this could be eliminated and it's being done by the book, but nobody ever goes in and looks at the entire thing and says, this thing is screwed up. The way we're doing it is just idiotic. Well, and like and like many of the departments to, uh, you know, when in, in these audits, when they, you know, they, there are findings that have to be resolved, right, in, in yeah. the, in, on the city ones. And I've I read through a whole bunch of those. Um, but when there are findings that have to be resolved, many times in uh, particular in instance with the homeless, there, there is not the personnel to truly manage what's going on. And so, you know, there's, there's spending. It's just not effective spending. Okay. Let me talk about the revenue side for a second. It has always been, at least since I've been around, it's always been taken for granted by the people who govern our city that number one, people will gladly pay two and a quarter percent of their income to the local city. It's called the occupational tax. That they will gladly spend that amount, that we will bring in jobs. And everybody's going to be okay with that. And whatever we don't get in terms of income, we can borrow. But they don't call it that. They call it bonding. It's the most stupid thing. We'll, we'll bond that portion of it. That's borrowing. Bonding, as you like to call it, issuance of bonds, that is a loan that has to be paid back. And in the case of Lexington, Fayette, urban county government, those bonds are basically debentures. They're not secured by anything other than tax revenues. So you're saying we're going to do a $550 million budget this year. We're probably only going to bring in $480 million in tax revenues. We'll go bond the rest of it. You're going to keep doing that because the mayor consistently loves to talk about, oh, this is a record budget. And if you go through it, nothing has been taken out of it that we can't afford. Somebody asked the other day, where are the food trucks? that were purchased with the, the money. I don't know. You know, all the itemized things that were part of the, the most recent yeah. budget that we were, we talked about. about the popsicle truck? Pops yeah, yeah, popsicle, yeah. the popsicle plan. And the, there, were, there were several things that we were questioning a part of the budget. that. The other thing that makes it really <laughs> hard is, is the... Yes. The, Okay. <laughs> Please do you know, share. Please share. This must be good. Share with the class. <laughs> share with the class. It was exactly. you looking at that thing. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's an inside joke. They want to take 5,000 acres and make it into uh, affordable housing, but where? what about uh, 5,000 acres where you can put some jobs. You know, let me tell you, 
the biggest thing in this region that has made the average person not necessarily a master's degree type person have money in their bank account toyota it's manufacturing that is a value added industry that is actually very profitable and can make people money we don't have any space set aside for manufacturing we don't do much manufacturing in this town and i gotta tell you there's only so many rich people that are going to say i want to move to lexington and have a horse farm you know that's fine but what's being added to the local economy what is because city services are going to have to be provided even out in the and then with the police and fire pension plan which is just Going up every year in terms of its obligations, you know, there's going to be a problem here. And I don't know anybody in this town that really think, takes it seriously or gets concerned about it. And if they do, they don't say much. We'll pick up in the next segment where you left off. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. If you'd like to come in and see us, 859-233-0400. You can go to our website, DupreeFinancial.com, and schedule an appointment with us directly on our homepage. We'll be back with more of the Tom Dupree Show in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. This is Tom Dupree. What do you know about investing? Perhaps what you know is limited to what you hear on CNBC or read in the Wall Street Journal. You might be surprised to learn that investing can be made a lot simpler than you might imagine. At Dupree Financial Group, it's our aim to make the investment process very clear. If you schedule a complimentary appointment with us to review your retirement investment accounts, we'll describe them for you. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at www.dupreefinancial.com.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this segment, our host, Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is by James King. I don't know much about him, but, you know, I've heard him play, and that's who the song's by. Was this a Shazam find? Sure it was. What do you think? What, what, do you, what else did you think? Was there a problem with that? No, just the fact you didn't know much about him. I knew you'd found him somewhere. I don't know much about him. I can't keep up with everything. All right. So as we were saying in the earlier part of the hour, there are two major tax-absorbing entities inside of this thing that we have called the Lexington-Fayette Urban County Government. It can be a little confusing because they created a merged government back in the 70s. Foster Pettit was behind it, but there was a big move to do it. He was mayor at the time. But what it did effectively was it it kind of took away some of the counterbalance that you have when there's a city government and a county government, and they have to somewhat kind of compete for resources or, you know, it's a check and balance sort of thing. We don't have that anymore in this county. So we have this one big entity. Consequently, the school system seems to be sort of under the radar. But the money coming into that mall, M-A-W, is even bigger than what goes into the city. You got property taxes. And really, I can't think of the last time I ever saw. Well, let me just back up for a minute. The big thing missing in this whole equation is a newspaper and a news media that will actually hold people accountable. We just don't have that. I'm not set up to be that. I'm an investment guy. I have bills to pay, people's accounts to take care of. This radio show doesn't pay. I heard somebody say one time to me, well, you probably get paid a lot of money by the station to be on there. Are you kidding me? We, we pay them. This is a, this is a work of love. I'm not a guy. I'm, I'm not a, do you hear me selling any ads on my show? No. It's not what we do. We're not, we're not in the broadcast business. This is a way that we get business. This is advertising. And here I'm talking about something that the news media is getting paid to cover that they're not. And, you know, you, you look at the egregious stuff and, and it's like, why in the hell do I have to be a guy that does it? You know, but, it, but it, that's how it is. That's how we, we are right now. So Missy, you know, you've done some work and you, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Missy does incredible research. She works very hard at it. She's very tenacious, very tenacious at it. I mean, you know, that's just a, that's her characteristic. It's something she does that she's good at doing. And so she digs and looks at audits and things like that and finds some things sometimes that are somewhat 
Curious? Uh, yeah. Not only curious, but curious. Dam- damning, D-A-M-N-I-N-G. No, the curious part is you being curious. Curious like a cat, right? So anyway, talk a little bit. Okay, well, you you brought up about the uh, media not covering, and I would I'm not disagreeing with you, but here's I'll take. I mean, do you have an instance of where it did? uh, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Here's kind of the funny thing. It's almost as like I would like for the Lexington Herald to actually line up their stories, and and see they're they're writing them with a with an aria preconceived idea, I believe it's not to expose or anything, you know, they're, they're laying out the story. Right. And so what's so, a preconceived it, idea. Well, that, yeah. That's where I'm going with that. So, you know, in other words, if I, if I, I can line up, I've got like four articles in front of me just from this year. Okay. And it's funny because if you read it with one set of, if you know, rose colored glasses, right. That's one thing. And then you read it the way I'm reading it, which is I'm reading between the lines. And, and let me. And let you're me, looking for what they're not saying. Yeah, what are they not saying? Okay. So, so here, here is, you know, the, the first one. Let's, let's go to um, the article, which was um, just published actually about a month ago. It was June 27th, 2023. In the newspaper? In Lexington Herald Leader. New $146 million Henry Clay High School recommended plus two new elementary schools, which actually included, it was $57 million for the Rise STEM Academy for Girls and $41 million for the new Masterson Station Elementary. These are board propositions that they are very in favor of. I mean, they're, you know, uh, little quotes. We are so excited about these new expenditures, okay? So so the, the next steps, and it's not saying that they have been approved and we're going to see this happening, but the next steps are lining up architects and getting approval from the Kentucky uh, Department of Education. But I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, so, so again, let's go with that again. $146 million for new Henry Clay High School. $57 million for this Rise STEM Academy for Girls. $41 million for a new Master Sensation Elementary. Is this, any of that going to go on Dudley Webb's let, let, old house No, property? no, and that's the point. We talked about this over a year ago that we are in 2017. So they're going to buy some more land. More. We are on a land hunt. Yeah. Let me tell you, this is, this is good stuff. I mean, literally, the, the amount of money that has been spent in real estate by Fayette County Public School, the the current Fayette County Public School Board is mind-blowing. And they're they're already, in, in this article from a month ago, it's already talking about phase two, which would start work in fall of 2024. And people, we're almost, we're, we're already, we're already halfway over in 2023. This is just next year, very soon, okay? So let me ask you this. Certainly there's a demand for this stuff because these things will be bulging with students, right? Oh, really? That's what you would think, right? Yeah. Okay. So now let's pull in all the other research. And this is kind of curious. You know, here was another article from Lexington Herald, April 3rd, 2023, titled, More Than 300 Fayette County Students Moved to Surrounding Kentucky Districts. Now, it goes on, by the way, more than 345 went to public, uh, went to private schools, and it keeps going. And so it was, that was just a small piece of the number of students that left. It was making it sound like we're overcrowded in Fayette County. No, no, Correct. no. It was, it, was, it was causing, it was an alarm bell, which they're very quick to say, we are alarmed. We are concerned. Of course what I'm concerned. What were they concerned. alarmed at? Fayette, 
Because kids are leaving to attend surrounding oh, Kentucky school districts. Because of the districts. quality of the education For, not being you, good. You 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 ask a question. I can't I can't answer I can't answer for those families. But families left public schools. Um, in, in droves. Fayette County. In, in, yes, and whether it's for, you know, because they think that they get better someplace else, whether it's, uh, you know, um, you know, it was the closing, you know, back in the, during the pandemic, whether it was the closings, the max, uh, the mass, the vaccine. So we were the, closed when other places weren't. Uh, no, no I am, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not suggesting we were closed when other places were. I'm just saying that, that I think that it started this, this, Wow, there are other choices. And I, I talked yeah. about this several months ago that there has been a very big push um, for, for like, for instance, I, I talked about this on the radio in January 22nd through 28th. A whole week was dedicated. It is a national, annual national school choice week to educate families on all the different options other than just the traditional public school. And, you know, it's the traditional public school. You've got magnet programs, private schools, online academies, homeschooling, learning pods. And, and there is a national organized push to educate families on what their options are. Okay. But, and then there's this house bill that, that this is what this article was about, was saying, you know, this is so bad. We're losing Fayette County school. We're lo losing current school, po you know, possible school role. What's the word I'm looking students. for? Students to other counties because of one, two, or three. Who knows? It doesn't make a difference. But also, we are losing students, public school students, going to private schools. Okay. So, back to my original question. The fact that we're having to build all these new schools must mean that we're overcrowded and we're trying to alleviate that problem. Is that correct? I'm, that's what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. No. And the issue is, for instance... So there how crowded a, are we? How crowded? We, I mean, I mean, I, well, it, it, no, really, it makes sense that you in you, in, you need to. Now, I don't have a problem. Quite frankly, I can't stand the old Henry Clay High School building. Yeah, but all to it took was there. the snake falling out of the the you know ceiling, and that that all of a sudden is now galvanized. You know, many oh, they thought say, snakes were living in Henry Clay, right? And that it's in it is old, but you know, you get the every. Every time you see... It's like a prison. Every time you see about... I mean, Fayette I went County, there into the 70s. But think about this. Every time you see, you know, when uh, when the school board is, you know, proposing to spend more money on more real estate... Are they going to put it more, on the side of the old Henry Clay? Or, I get, I, or of the... I call it the new Henry Clay because the old Henry Clay is where the, the school board... Uh, headquarters was on main street for right, a year right when are they going to sell some property i have no all right let, let, let's back i'll up. buy the the thing down on main street we the pre-financial group's growing we can right. put our office there let's let's just back up what i'm trying to It'd say be is about as close for you with all of these expenditures you would you would think that the other you would think that we are anticipating massive growth yeah and, exactly and that is not true and that's not true and the articles that lexington herald even pointed out in in this year is that that enrollment will taper off within five years. So what, what are we doing? What I mean, it's almost like that's what I was trying to say is that Lexington Herald's own articles, if you read them with the information that they're providing, they are not making the case for the expenditures that are currently taking place, so including a six percent birth rate decrease in Lexington, which is a, a national trend. Okay. So less kids are, are being born. 
less kids are going to public are going or attending Fayette County public school systems. And yet we're growing and you know, we saw an article the other day that said that colleges are also doing the same thing. They're spending money at an unprecedented pace. So this is also going on in public exactly. education. Exactly. Shutting down underused schools is a national trend. And if you go and look at Fayette County's own information on their website, you will see that many of our current school buildings are not at capacity. Now, like, it, what it, does that mean? That like, that how it, far below capacity? Exactly, and so, so if so, it, it could. In other words, you could consolidate this school with another school. That's exactly, and have it exactly somewhat full and sell the other. That's one. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, what so, are some examples? So, uh, you know, you've got. Let's see, there. When I was looking at the, and it, it has not been updated. So the last time it was updated, this information on the on the website is 2021. The next time it is required to be updated is 2025. So do you see? We can we can spend a whole lot. Until yeah. to, to we have to, Until you know, then. do show the numbers in 2025. Does that make sense? Okay. It just all feels so out of control. I, I write, I tell you where, where our good friend Andy Barr crowed about this tax law that was done during the Trump administration. But guess what they did? They, they took out the, uh, you can no longer deduct on your taxes local uh, property tax can't deduct it so i write checks to the lexington fayette urban county sheriff or no it's sorry fayette county sheriff that you can't deduct and they've gotten bigger every year because obviously the real estate in fayette county has gone up in supposedly in value and it's going into spending stuff like what you're describing building new schools where they're going to go on the hook and borrow money for schools that are probably not going to be full. There is something so wrong with this picture. I just about, it's, it's like what we see in, in, in public leadership these days is no feel or care for responsibility to the taxpayer. It's this idea of just profligacy codified into common practice. So it really isn't about somebody blowing money on strippers on a company credit card or a school district or city credit card. It's about the whole system itself actually working, you know, to the disadvantage of the people that are paying for it. This is my problem. Right. The system itself is jacked up, and it's got to be downsized and rationalized. Are we producing a good product with these schools we're building? Are we producing a good educational product? I don't think so. That's not what I hear. I hear that a lot of the schools are underperforming. Why is Fayette County so bad? Why are we worse than Jessamine or someplace like that? Well, it has to do with the politics here, the way people think here. And it, it, that's, a, that's, a, a school, that's a show all unto itself. But it has to do with we are becoming a deep blue city, more like San Francisco than like, say, even Cincinnati. 
And when that happens and you go into that, you lose grasp on basic educational principles and everything is done for virtue signaling. It's how you will look to others of your ilk. You forget about reading, writing, and arithmetic. This is not a good thing. And you shut out other competitive sources of education that might hold your feet to the fire to cause you to do a better job. Well, in, in, in truth, I, I, I would like, if there, if there was a follow-up article by the Lexington Herald, I would like to have a reporter sit down with the Fayette County Public School Board in its entirety and have them speak to the fact that have they addressed all of these issues of, as I said, declining uh, numbers, uh, dec- you know, oh, another one that we talked about um, several months ago was the chronic absenteeism numbers, which I looked at, you know, it is what we're talking about, chronically absent. I think we used to call that truant, right? And just as a quick thumbnail, um, again, this was information that I, I, I gave several months ago, but I looked at, for the purposes of trying to understand what, 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 it, what does this mean, I looked at Lexington's high schools only. And by the numbers that they provide you on their own website, Bryan Station has a 55% chronic absenteeism. Frederick, Doug- Frederick Douglass, 43%. Henry Clay, 42%. Lafayette, 37%. Dunbar, 44%. Tates Creek, 43%. Chronically absent. So even if those people. So those of kids, 100 students, 42 of them are chronically absent? That's what was listed on their chart. And, and here's the, it, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me because, so even if these kids are on the roster, they're not there. Who's your friend that's on the school board that you've known for years? And it talked about that. Why don't you see if you can get her on the show? It, it talked about that the, you know, the, you, the pandemic would have affected those numbers. So I, I will put that aside. Ha, have those numbers, since they haven't been updated, I'd like to know, has, the, has that number changed? Right. I don't know. I just think there's there's a lot to digest. People to, can't see you nod, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm, my eyes are big. No, I just, Missy, we both had children at Henry Clay at the same time. And I know that they, I don't know what has changed, but I know for a fact that when my son was absent or tardy, or they made phone calls. And they were, I mean, I, and maybe I'm more fearing than... <laughs> than some parents or some children. But my son didn't want to be late, and he didn't want to miss multiple days because, you know, he didn't want to. That's only been about 10 years. It wasn't, it wasn't long ago. I mean, it's, it's actually 2015 was less than 10. But anyway, I, I don't know what's changed. If they're more lenient, if, if the inmates are running the asylum, I don't know what's going on. Well, oh, the, you're not supposed to say that anymore. Oh, well, I just did. Yeah, um, just did. Well, I'll have to, and for as a positive, I'll have to say the only uh, expenditure that I I think it appears to be something that is a good thing is the conversion of the old Lexington Herald building, which is on you know 100 Midland Avenue, and they've converted that to a consolidated uh, career tech 
educational facility. It was, you know, two facilities they've done to one. And you've seen the, I mean, it's, it's the, very the, impressive the, work. The school there. system isn't even based on Main Street anymore. They bought a bunch of property from... Uh, they moved to Park Place. Lexmark, it's way out yep. off of Russell yep. K. Road. In 2019. The average person probably doesn't even know that. 6.8 million for the, uh, they, they they actually spent 10 million to purchase the, the Park Place, and then they spent almost 7 million to renovate it to relocate Central Office. And so Central Office is. So what's going on on, on Main Street? On Main Street, they want to move SCAPA there, but they it, that would require. Is it huge, empty right now? I believe it's empty. They would like. They'd so like the to, old Henry Clay High School is now yeah. empty. Well, and apparently they rolled back. They had voted to fund Lafayette and SCAPA to do some renovations. See if you can get your friend. And on. they rolled that back. We got to go, guys. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Our host, Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton. Stay tuned for our financial hour. It is coming up next. If you'd like to come see us at Dupree Financial Group, call us 859-233-0400 or schedule an appointment directly on our homepage of our website, dupreefinancial.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned.